All right. Three subjects here. Consciousness, Kurt Gödel, and Charles Darwin, Darwinian metaphysics, and the synthesis of the three. And the way that I want to frame this is to give you a perspective on ultimate reality and see what you have to think about it. So on a one example on a perspective on ultimate reality, we have the notion that we already are everything. We already are doing, undergoing a process of being infinity that is exploring itself that we already are all of the combinatorics we already are all that is happening and it's this option seems a little bit more like it's a it's been called eternal return by many of the ancient spiritual traditions across the world. Um, Nietzsche, Friedrich Nietzsche, also called this idea, this eternal return, that that reality may be a little bit more uh, deterministic in that sense, that we may be a little bit more as a quine in recursion, um, that we are the procedure is calling upon itself directly, um, and that the, that, that the idea is that there has never been a start to this procedure, that this has always been the Tao, that this has always been eternally just a self-actualization loop, a, a self-determination mechanism, a self-validation mechanism that is happening. And that the, the role of us as conscious agents is to be the experiencers, the observers of the eternal self-actualization loop, the eternal being of all that is, being all of the infinite combinatorics at the same time. So there's that option, which we can call the ultimate reality, which is we already are all of the combinatorics of consciousness, all of the combinations of experience, that we are an infinite, we create an infinite amount of illusory finity as a self-validation or self-determination mechanism to validate the fact that we are actually infinite and that we're just doing that forever, okay? So there's that take on ultimate reality. Then there's another take on ultimate reality. So that one seems to be a little bit more, okay, we already are everything, that we're undergoing this process eternally, etc., but that we already are everything. And then there's this other one, which is that it's impossible to become absolutely everything. As in, the, the math is, is infinite to the point where it's impossible. You'll never reach an end, Okay. And so, so there's, remember, the first idea is we already are absolutely everything that's possible. And the other one is that we'll never be able to be everything that's possible because it is, that, 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 it, 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 we're eternally going to the place of exploring all of what's possible. That that line of infinity in like Kurt Gödel's incompleteness theorem, that, or if you just look at a, at the the Mandelbrot uh, fractal zoom, the Mandelbrot set fractal zoom, the infinite fractal zoom. 
when you look at that, it's it, it becomes more and more clear and evident that there that there is it's impossible to explore absolutely every single state of math, every single possible minute tiniest change of mathematical possibility and so if that's the case if the second mentality is the case and like Kurgirdle and this incompleteness theorem is more of the case then the, this is then this I think there's a there's a Darwinian metaphysical implication that is in that second one okay and what I think the Darwinian metaphysical implication is is that that what we are experiencing right now is, is extremely important to preserve in the sense that our light of consciousness, local light of consciousness, it's extremely important for it to become interplanetary. It's extremely important for us to get through these Fermi filters of, of the twin nuclei problem and of a malevolent artificial general intelligence misalignment that we must enlighten and awaken at the most fast and efficacious processes and speeds in order for us to understand that the other is actually the self and that then it decreases our 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 potential for malevolence it decreases our potential of accidentally not continuing and it increases our our darwinian metaphysics our universal darwinism because as above so below if natural selection happens on the planet and if you can use your imagination and think about another universe right try to walt disney this shit you know if you look at another universe that's evolving and that you see it and you go hmm Maybe the natural selection is happening at the universal level as well. Maybe then we should care a lot more about what we have here on the planet, okay? Because then it, it, you think about it that way and you go, okay, so then our ability to both collectively and individually actualize our fullest potential is happening on a natural selection level at the universal scale as well so many places don't get through the fermi filter if you can use your imagination we're only a couple malevolent tyrannical decisions away from from not moving to the next level and so in order for our in this in the big hypothetical MMORPG, massive multiplayer online role-playing game that's occurring in order for our natural selection universe to, to advance and go onward to get to the next level that we need to get our shit together so that we ourselves can continue in the Ouroboric process as what appears to be a very automata orthogenesis towards a godhead attractor that appears to be something along the lines of a recursion or a quine or a transcension hypothesis into the continued process of exploring the rest of the mathematical possibilities that exist. So if you think about that, us as consciousness are exploring a 
right now in our local version of all of the possible math combinatorics, we're only experiencing a small minor part of that. And our Godhead attractor may be that we need to evolve to where we ourselves can create more of the process of consciousness experiencing more of the mathematical possibilities, that that may be our Godhead attractor. That may be where we are going. And in order for us to get to, to that style point, right, in, in the incompleteness theorem, that it's always, that it's, it's eternally becoming, we're in an eternal becoming of more and more of the math combinatorics. If you look at the Mandelbrot set, the infinite fractal zoom that's happening in order for us to get to the point where we can continue the exploration of more of the mathematical combinatorics we have to get through these fermi filters we have to get through these moments that are potentially on a universe level what occurs in natural selection that impedes that 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 disintegrates that extinguishes these local lights of consciousness from advancing you have to use your imagination you have to go beyond what is just visible in this local space that it's it's so illusory what the veil it's just so local if you go beyond that you go beyond that and you make a hypothesis and you imagine that then you can see okay as above so below such an important perennial spiritual wisdom and also a scientifically validated validated micro macro patternization of, of reality that we need to be more serious about about our universe being involved in the universal Darwinism, in Darwinian metaphysics. It's very important, okay? So now we have these two things juxtaposed. I really wanted to put this out there at a deeper level. And people like... Uh, people like Donald Huffman have been extremely important in today's modern age around communicating this theory of conscious agents and also showing it at a very mathematical level of being able to explain why reality is the way it is at its source code level and how everything that we perceive here is a simple user interface of we're using particles, we're using space-time, and we're using evolution in order for us to go on the process of eternally becoming and exploring all of the possibilities of the math. So the source code may in fact be this conscious agent theory. The source code may in fact be this eternal becoming of all exploring all of the possibilities of the mathematical combinatorics and that what people like Kurt Gödel and what ancient spiritual philosophies have been talking about again for the longest time is that we are going through the process of eternally exploring this infinite, you can use this analogy, an infinite candy store of qualia, of experience, that it's infinite and it's always beyond it's always going to the next step there's always more levels the leveling up never ends you can never get to level 100 and be done 
like you can in video games with Grand Theft Auto or World of Warcraft or Minecraft or any of these video games, you can't level up your character to max attributes, take and 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 say I'm done and then you know take off the heads and be done. You can't do that in this. That if this if Kurt Girdle and this incompleteness theorem and on all these styles of triangulation on ultimate reality are true about this other option where it's an infinite amount of mathematical combinatorics for infinite consciousness to go through then and if it's happening at a darwinian metaphysics level of natural selection we need to take this very seriously we need to take this very seriously and we need to evolve ourselves to the realization, the enlightened realization that the other is actually the self and that the process of getting through Fermi filters, getting to the next levels where we can have a very benevolent and fruitful artificial general intelligence where we've become very friendly with the power of nuclear fusion and we we harness the power of our star and our planet in a more sustainable and, and effective way. We've protected wildlife. We've protected one another. We understand how to unleash everyone to their fullest potential and their fullest creativity. Then we can at a more deep level understand our true source code. Now, I want to juxtapose this one more time. So this, so there's kind of two, in a sense, ultimate reality scenarios here. And I do think there is even potentially a synthesis between them that I'm trying to understand and explore, but it's very difficult. And on, remember, it could be that either we already are, which it's so hard to understand. How could we already be everything always and if we already are everything in infinite how would kurt girdle's incompleteness theorem coexist with that how can we be infinity how can we be all of the infinite combinatorics already if that is truly infinite and the idea is if we are truly infinite then we would need to create a validation or or determination mechanism and become an infinite amount of illusory finity to validate ourselves this is a possibility that we already are all of it happening and that has a little bit more of an essence of, it's a little bit more potentially deterministic it's a little bit more potentially like a quine it's a little bit more potentially that it's that it that it's nihilistic in a sense that it doesn't matter so much it, it could still be that it also matters tremendously but that it's that that we are more of just a validation or a determination mechanism and a eternal self-actualization loop a strange loop like douglas hofstetter has tremendously influenced us as well so there's this option and then there's this there's this other option of if the incompleteness theorem is true if we are truly exploring an infinite candy store and what else is complicated about this option is that when is the start if there is a start right what would it be would it be if you know you're in this infinite candy store was there ever a first chocolate that you decided to eat and if so would it be based on the the first lick of a molecule of that chocolate or how would that work out so that's the idea. Would there have been a start if there is this incompleteness theorem? Would have there been a start? And so that's another complicated way of trying to conceptualize and understand it. Or could 
there have never been a start and that it's just eternally exploring all of the math combinatorics and that it's eternally been doing this and that it will continue eternally doing that and that's that's still our role that's one of the biggest i think syntheses between these two ultimate realities is that inevitably the godhead is recursive inevitably the godhead calls on the procedure of us to continue the process of exploring more and more of the math combinatorics and in that first option those math combinatorics are already happening and in the second option those are not happening yet and that we ourselves are creating those math combinatorics that have yet to happen and that that's why it's so important that we preserve this local light of consciousness and we figure our shit out so that we can go and continue that process so I highly recommend if you haven't yet check out the case against reality Donald Huffman's work check that out I think it's very important um, and you guys will be seeing an interview with him on our show soon as well, which is very important. And we'll be going back and forth on some of the highest level topics around, around that work. But also really truly embody the possibility that we already are absolutely everything that exists. So this is so hard. It's like saying that Kurt Gödel is potentially correct, that it's an infinite process of exploring all possible math combinations or the fact that we have already we are already all the possible math combinations so i think that's kind of a conceptual framework for understanding ultimate reality that we either already are all of the possible math combinations eternally happening or we can never become all of the math combinations that are possible and so we're going to be eternally in a process of either self determining and self-validating the fact that we're infinite by exploring all of the infinite possibilities or the fact that we are uh, eternally exploring all of the infinite possibilities and and it's the, that line is receding always as we just continue trying to taste as much of the infinite qualia candy store of conscious experiences as possible. So it's just been such an interesting last. I had a very profound experience yesterday where I looked at this at this photo of myself from childhood from like 23 years ago. And just out of nowhere, this super profound thunderbolt lightning strike happened where I felt I felt everything happening at the same time. That photo of myself from a, supposedly 23 years ago was actually happening right now. And when I felt that, it, it just shocked me and it shocked my body to where I had to literally just, you know, I had to just tur close my eyes, put my hand on my, on my heart, put the other hand on my head and just sit there for about 10 minutes listening to Atlantico on, on repeat. It's such a good song. And, and then the channel came through where I had to begin just kind of articulating what it means to see Gödel's incompleteness theorem, consciousness, and Darwinian metaphysics happening uh, at the same time and what that could potentially look like, what the different combinations of ultimate reality can look like. And 
So then I spent two and a half hours doing that process, which was very interesting. So it's so interesting how these different things that are seemingly, you know, even some of the greatest scientists of all time talk about these profound triggers that happen. Where do they come from? Where do these profound triggers come from? Because if you think about it in a spiritual sense, which has been talked about for a long time, that these profound triggers, thunderbolts, whatever you want to call them, that they come down and through us as our channel is surrendered and open. And then we ourselves act as the, the, the conduits for the flow of, of, of the eternal becoming of the Ouroboric process to just come through us. And so many of the greatest minds have talked about these moments that have happened. So, so just also just stay in a sense open to these profound triggers that may be happening and how they serve a deeply evolutionary and metaphysical awakening purpose. So in, in I think given any of these ideas of ultimate reality, it always helps to be grateful. It always helps to be peaceful. It always helps to be in a state of joy and bliss and prosperity and abundance and architecting our social fabric to be more about inclusive fitness and inclusive stakeholding. That is the next iteration. And Jun Yoon has been a huge influence on us in that process as well. So these are kind of some of the core syntheses around ultimate reality and by the way this is a lot i know it's a lot to try and take in these concepts and these understandings so if you can turn turn down the insanity of of having to do other things in the world and instead turn up the research into these concepts we mentioned this before, but the more truth obsessed you are, the more it will yield. So you have to turn up your truth obsession and your research into these topics. If some of these haven't been familiar, take your time researching them. Look them up, take notes, you know, parse the subjects by salience and write those notes down and then review them at night. Review them the next day. Try to teach them to a friend, a family member, a coworker. Try and teach them to other people and synthesize them with what you already know. And let's collectively push the edge further to dive deeper into our own source code and into understanding what true ultimate reality really is. Okay? So turn that up. I know we can collectively turn that up and understand ultimate reality at a deeper level. And the next generation is going to be much more familiar with this because they understand the analogy of virtual reality at a deeper level. They understand the possibility of removing the headset and just seeing that as a user interface into the world of particles and space-time and evolution and understanding that they controlling a Grand Theft Auto or Minecraft or World of Warcraft character are, in a sense, you can look behind and see what the source code is, right? There's a lot of really good analogies and 
Donald Hoffman's Case Against Reality book, and he does a really good job at going into depth in in that as well, into that awakening. And, and, and really, a lot of it, regardless, is about the evolution and the enlightenment process. And so just to just anchor the divine in your body and butterfly effect that out into the world, seeing the other as the self, all of this has a lot to do with who we truly are. And it's been talked about for thousands of years. And now we finally have the science and the mathematical tools to run these evolutionary simulations and to use these, these Markovian morphisms and these, uh, these categ this category theory. These are a deep amount of the mathematics that we're using in order to try and, and simulate out what does an implicate look like as it evolves using particles, space-time, and evolution by natural selection. And why is it that why is it that the fitness payoffs, our focus on the fitness payoffs, is driving the truth extinct? We're just, you know, I'm, I'm, I talk to so many people and I see it happening in today's world where the economy is absolutely not rewarding people studying ultimate reality. It's rewarding people earning money. And the interesting thing is people that are choosing to go for the fitness payoff of money are usually the ones that also suffer more because they don't understand ultimate reality, that they're the ones that experience less peace, less joy, less control over their, their emotions, their, their, the elephant that they're on, drinking cocaine and blowing everything up, that they don't have as much control as, as the rider on the elephant, that they're also the ones that that try and use money as an extended phenotype, like Richard Dawkins would say, to try and flaunt to the rest of the world as a as a as a gen, as a mechanism for their genetic fitness level to try and gain and procure better mates using money. The interesting thing is is that that only works for a specific heart. It only works for a specific spiritual individual, one that usually has more spiritual fragmentation. The most successful millionaires and billionaires that have no deep understanding of ultimate reality or that have no deep depth of spiritual and scientific and artistic and entrepreneurial gnosis, they're also the ones that have this lineup of potential mates that have no depth to their own soul or spirit or heart or levels of intelligence, that it's just a pursuing of a fitness payoff of, of in that sense, money, and also, in a sense, thinking about it, beauty as well in that way. We're architecting today, and we will be more in the future, especially in 2021 and beyond. We are architecting new frameworks that incentivize the study of ultimate reality. That's one of our biggest points that we're moving towards at the end of this year with the deployment of this big project as well as into next year and beyond is the systematic study of ultimate reality and creating the incentives for people around the world 
helping with the funnel of ultra high net worth individuals and families to help funnel the patronage of the study of ultimate reality and incentivizing that around the world. Therefore, it actually will become a better fitness payoff down the line. It may be the most important thing we can do is to make the fitness payoff of studying ultimate reality and truth a better fitness payoff than the seeking of strictly money and of, of strictly other styles of, of fitness payoffs that are not ultimate reality and truth-based. So we are working on that framework right now. And yeah, that that's really this big synthesis of kind of consciousness, Girdle, um, Darwin, and metaphysics. And I'm curious to hear what you think about, about these different styles of ultimate reality, the potential synthesis of them, um, some of the great thinkers that are alive today, like Donald Hoffman, um, and like the conscious agents theories, also like Jun and architecting that inclusive stakeholding social fabric that is that is enabling the the that the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible, like Charles Eisenstein likes to say. So these are all an important amalgamation that's happening on ultimate reality. And I wanted to, to create this as a, as a flag, as a marker along the way. So I love you very much. Thank you for tuning in. It means the absolute world to me that we have a community here that cares about ultimate reality and the study of that. And also remember, dive deeper. Dive deeper. Spend your time on diving deeper, as deep as you can into this. Um, and go and look at things like the, the the Mandelbrot set, Infinite Fractal Zoom. And when you watch that, you can just find those videos simply on YouTube. And when you find that and you look at it, you can think about all of those potentials that are unfolding as the infinite combinatorics of mathematical possibilities that people like Kurt Girdle talk about in his incompleteness theorem. And you can think about all of those little tiny things uh, fractals that are happening as on a Darwinian metaphysical level as universes and how ours is extremely important potentially for us to get past these Fermi filters of problems like the twin nuclei problem of problems like AGI misalignment and how it's important for us to enlighten and create that architecture of inclusive stakeholding so that we can make it to these next levels right that we are wanting to make it to the godhead attractor and that we want to make it to these this ouroboric transcension hypothesis moment to create more of the possibilities of the exploration of the infinite candy store so there's all of this interesting synthesis around it i love you guys very 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 much wow i'm so damn grateful um keep exploring this keep pushing this um, I, th I do firmly believe that we will be known in the future as the people that pushed really hard to truly understand ultimate reality and to not be misled by what is the veil, the illusion. And we're getting to the source code. And we're, uh, we're becoming more enriched as we do so. And we're uncovering very unique ways of, of perception and of embodied gnosis and love and realization, etc. So 
Um, keep it up. Keep up the good work. And I love you very much. And this is all coming together very beautifully. And I'm so honored and, and uh, grateful. And I hope I continue bringing you great value as, as a channel for what is coming through. And um, would love to hear your thoughts in the comments below. So let us know. Subscribe if you haven't. Like, share as well. Get more people inspired in this subject. So um, that's pretty much it. And love you. And we got this. Truth obsession, and it will yield.